Welcome back to Rich Check Podcast, episode 28. I don't have a title for this episode yet, <laughs> but it's a good one. It's a special, very, very, very special spe- episode. Very, very special Matter of fact, episode. I think we just came up with the title for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's episode 28, the very, very special episode. I like that. It's good. Uh, but before we get started, allow us to introduce ourselves. Uh, my name is Perry. I'm Ben. And I am Sean. And we make up Rich Check Podcast. Today we have a guest who is guest co-hosting with us, whom you might recognize. Uh, she's been a guest on the show before in the hot seat, Dana Lee. Hi, everyone. Um, as Perry said, my name is Dana. Um, I am also the face behind the Tell the Time Watch Instagram and That's right. blog. Yes. Nice plug. Yes. How, how to do it. How to do it. <laughs> Definitely respect that. Uh, and so this is going to be a good episode. Tonight, uh, Dana is the first guest co-host we've had on the show. So this is a first. And we've got another first. We're interviewing one of our co-hosts. We're interviewing Rashawn Smith. Woo. Uh, how's it feel to be in the hot seat? Man. Are you uh, nervous? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what questions are going to be thrown at me, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned. Um, but I think the guest couch will uh, keep me comfortable. No reason to be concerned. All the questions are coming with love. Yes. You know we care about you. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, but before we go any further, we have to have our honorary wrist check. Yes. It's only right that I think you kick us off with watch number 28. <laughs> uh, what do you have on your wrist, sir? Um, so this one is a good one. It's actually, a very, um, very special one. This, <laughs> this is a special watch. Um, I'll tell you why, because I got it all the way out in India. Um, you got it in India. I got it in India. So, uh, I reached out to a guy who like modifies Seiko's and I have a modded, uh, Seiko with a Arabic dial and date wheel. I think wow. they call that the Mumbai special. The Mumbai special. So I got a, I got a Mumbai special from I have uh, one of those. a guy out in uh, Mumbai, India. I love the strap. The dial is oh, cool yeah. too. Thank you. Um, it's on a red leather, uh, red like it's lizard, lizard uh, strap. Um, works well with the, uh, with the five logo of the Seiko. Um, the black dial kind of has that like pop and of course the case is like super shiny. <laughs> so that kind of like brings all the attention. So the thing the with, the, with the, what's cool about the Mumbai specials, it is all Seiko parts. Yes. But it's, it, it's modified in the sense that like, it's kind of like a, it's like a reproduction. Yes. Where they're bringing like several different pieces from, from several watches into one. Yes. Which is why they call the Mumbai special. I own one. We actually did a post today. Some people would consider it a fake watch. Yes. Um, with a Seiko, I don't really think it matters, especially if it's all Seiko parts. Yes. I own one. Yes. But we did a post today asking how people felt about, like, quote unquote, fake watches or modded watches. There's some feelings there. Yes. But I think ultimately, um, I think it depends, right? I think like for me, it's like if you're buying a fake Rolex, there's typically a reason, yeah. right? You're trying to impress people. If you're buying a modded watch, chances are you're doing it for the experience. Yes. 
right? It's just a cool watch. It's super cool. Price is reasonable. Looks great. It's mm-hmm. a fashion accessory at that point. Yes. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Oh, um, I, agree. I mean, I bought one. I have one. I wear it. It's great. Yeah. Shout out to the guys in Mumbai. Yeah. Mumbai. Ben, what do you got for us? Uh, I'm wearing a John John special, one that I actually enjoy very much. It's a Patek 5168G, one that's called the Grenade. The Grenade. Some people would say. The Ninja Turtle. I actually don't like calling it that, but I, I get it. <laughs> Um, I'm not Rashawn. I do repeat watches that I like to wear. Sure. <laughs> so I stole this from John John for the day. You, you wore that on the show before. Yeah. You, uh, the last time I'm, you wore it. You I know think what? I think you wore the episode with um, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go out and say the, the Aquanaut's a perfect sports watch. I'm not yeah, mad at yeah. the statement. I don't know. I have, I, have to, I, have to, I have to settle with that thought and think if I, I, think, I agree. I think if you wear one, you'll agree. <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's the Aquanaut in general is a watch I can't really get over. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna ride out with this one for a while. It's, good. it's nice. Yeah. yeah. Dana, what do you got? This looks familiar. Yes, yes. I also repeat a watch. <laughs> this is my uh, Root Beer GMT vintage. Um, it's from the 1970s. Um, I threw it on a Stingray strap, actually, like a beige Stingray. Um, it's nice. Thank you for a little bit of summer vibes also. Um, and uh, yeah, it just, just looks great. It's really easy to wear. And uh, I think it speaks for itself. I love that you you uh, consistently like swap out the straps in that watch. Yeah. It just gives it new character all the time. It's just like, it's, um, it's you know, it, it, it speaks to like our ethos and like, our aesthetic and how we feel about watches and that like you can consistently remix a piece that that you own and always make For it sure. kind of feel like new yeah. yeah and it also makes it feel like it's mine you know yeah, exactly like, that's that's the biggest thing too um i think my favorite still is that python strap so far that one's yeah, good python strap. Yeah. python strap is fine yeah we're gonna we're gonna keep experimenting for a little bit though yeah. had to give that one a little break do you remember when you got that watch and i was like oh you got a birth year gmt yeah, oh my God, Ben. I just, I'm not that old, I promise. I was like, oh shit, I forgot. It's from the 70s. Oh, it's good. Did. Yeah, it's a good one. Nice. Yeah. Um, I am wearing a new watch today. Woo! Let's go. <laughs> uh, I figured I'd save this for the last episode of the season. And also, uh, in the spirit of interviewing you, because uh, someone who does, who, who wears a new watch all the time. Uh, it's my goal in life to be like you. Um, I aspire to be Rashawn as a collector. To have at least 28 watches. <laughs> but uh, this one is very, very special because I bought it from the two of you. You guys helped me acquire this watch. And this was a celebratory watch. Um, just kind of one of those moments where something new happens, change, and then you say, I'm going to capstone it with a watch. Yep. Yes. Yep. And so I... I think I had spent a couple of days. I was with you first, and we were looking at Cartier and trying to figure out where I wanted to go. And then I spent the next day with Ben. And I think by that time, I had figured it out. And so I acquired this watch from the two of you. And it's a uh, two-tone Santos Dumont. Quartz. Yeah. Yes. Black gator strap. Or is it croc? Uh, That one's gator. It's gator, right? Yeah, Yeah, it's flat. Croc, croc would have holes in the scales. Right. Um, and I, I love it. It's um, This is my first Cartier. Um, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy that it's quartz. 
It's the one it's watch that I don't have to wind yeah. it. I don't have to set it. I put it in the watch box. I break it out a couple of days later. Still it's telling, it's ready to go, telling accurate time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's beautiful. There's something about having a watch that doesn't have a second hand that's kind of nice too. Yes. Right? And then like when you do, it's just, it. you're not, you're not as cognizant of it like keeping track of time, mm-hmm. but it's just always there and yeah. it's telling accurate time. Um, I do enjoy it on the black strap. I did order uh, a, I ordered another Cartier strap that's in a crazy color that I can't wait yep. to show on the show. Woo. Um, but one of my favorite things to do with this watch is dress it down yes. and wear it as a sports watch, which is what we talked about with Manny in the last episode. This was, this was like the first pilot's watch, mm-hmm. which yeah. is kind of insane yes. when you think about it, yeah. right? It looks a lot more elegant than what you would think a pilot watch is now Seriously. when you look yeah. at them. Yeah, but there is something about it um, that feels very sporty to me. That I enjoy. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. So many thanks to you guys. You guys, you know, help fuel this passion of mine that I care about so much. Yeah. Um, you know, and try to make wise purchases. <laughs> <laughs> but I do appreciate you just don't take my money and run with it. So. No. <laughs> no Definitely steer me in the right direction. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so... Moving on, very, very special episode. Yes. We got our guy here. Um, so this is a real treat for me because I've known you for over a decade. And we talk about this often, but we don't really, we've never had the chance to dive into it. Yes. But you've literally, you're the one person that I know that's always worn a watch for as long as I've known him. That's always been passionate about timepieces from the time we met 10 years ago. Yes. You've always loved watches. You're a big collector. You collect a lot of things. What I know about you is watches and pens. Yes. <laughs> That's your thing. Yes. Um, and we'll get into some other things tonight because I'm sure there's probably other things that you collect that I don't know. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but where did this kick off for you with, with timepieces specifically? What was the moment or the piece where you were like, oh, that's that's got to go on my wrist. Um, it was very, it was very, it started very early for me. Um, I feel like I've, I've shared it before. Um, the first timepiece that I purchased was a time, Timex Iron Man. Iron Man, okay. Um, my what f- was it about the Iron Man mm-hmm. that that got your attention? Well, it was a it was a watch that my father owned as well. Mm. Um, so he he had a Rolex as like his like flashy watch and then he wore a Timex as his maintenance watch. Okay. So my dad would always work with his hands. Like, you know, he's very like blue collar, mm-hmm. workaholic, like, you know what I mean? Like always in uniform, always just like getting his hands dirty. And um, I would take his watch because I like, he inspired me so much and you know, he needed his timepiece. Yeah. So it's like, Sean, you're taking my watch when I need it. <laughs> I'm just going to buy you your own. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, you know, my father, uh, I think becoming a lover of things was something that, like, I got from him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he collects everything. Mm. He's actually a hoarder. Okay. Um, so he does. He, he, he hoards. Um, my mom hates it. 
um, literally she's like, Tim, there's stuff everywhere. And she like freaks out <laughs> and like, you can't touch it. You can't move it. If you move in, you put it somewhere. It's like, I can't find it. And like, you're like, this is why I don't want you guys touching my stuff, which is so crazy. <laughs> um, and I think that kind of like translated to me because even, you know, if I do have guests over at my house, I'm like, listen, you got to leave this exactly the way yeah. you see it. <laughs> I don't care if it looks like it's out of place. It's the only way I can function. Right. Kind of reminds me of myself a little yeah, bit. That's I, that's a thing because I do the same thing. It's like it's organized chaos in the yeah. life. Yes. Where it's like you have a table full of shit and it's cluttered, but then it's like if you find a space for it on that table and it doesn't look cluttered anymore, it's okay. But it's still the same mess in the same place. Sure. Yeah. It just looks organized, so yeah. you let it rock. Yeah. Um, I have when your father got you your Iron Man. Was it the same one he had, or was it an entirely different thing? It was, if I can remember. I believe it was the exact same one. Mm. It was the exact same one. Um, but um, yeah, I, that that definitely was the piece that kicked it off for me. Um, especially like my grandfather gifted me um, a G-Shock. Mm -hmm. Definitely like then at that point, I think that was when I had like two timepieces. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, this is a thing. Like you can actually have more than one. You can collect them and you can wear them based on mood, purpose, etc. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that correlation kind of like brought me to where I am now, where it's just like, I just love volume. Do you still have those pieces? No, I yeah. wish I did. Yeah. I wish I did. I didn't, I didn't, I collected a lot of things, but I didn't value them as much as I should have mm. in the, in the sense of like, um, I would lose, I would lose them or I'd trade them. I'd sell them, um, but knowing what I know now and the sentiment that those pieces have, speaking about it, um, it, 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 it tears me sometimes. Mm. I wish I still had those things. Yeah. So we, we met in fashion. Yes. Originally. And um, that was a very interesting time in menswear. Yes. Um, and I've always known you for having a very varied aesthetic. Um, you like a lot of different types of different things, but you still have your own, you know, you, you have your own aesthetic. Yes. And what you like. Um, how, what role did your time in your, well, your start in fashion mm -hmm. play into your watch collecting? I imagine you were exposed to new brands and, and different aesthetics. What did that do for you? Um, well, that's 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 really that's a really good question because um, I remember growing up and uh, kind of ironically enough, like I always felt like like kind of like a Kanye West in my neighborhood, mm. coming from Brownsville and like people not understanding the. Uh, the the aesthetic and the style of like jeans that actually fit, right? You know, like because I grew up, you know, I grew up in a time where you wore, you know, a six XT, but you were like 150 pounds soaking yeah. wet, or you wore like the baggy Jabos, or you wore mm -hmm. like the big rockerwear, and like I never dressed like that. My mom would never ever let me dress like that. Mm. I always wore like fitted clothing, like. Different. I wore like a lot of colors. Mm. I wore, you know, button downs instead of t-shirts. I wore like chinos. 
I wore like, you know, boat shoes and like all these other things outside of my friends that were able to wear Air Force Ones and Jordans. Mm. So that was something that I, I never really owned those things. Mm. I've always wanted to have them, but my mom was like, I don't like you looking like that. Sure. Um, so when I got into fashion, um, I kind of had like this preppy aesthetic but then when I got back to the hood, mm-hmm. I was like, I'd throw on my tee, I'd wear my Jordans, I'd do this kind of thing. So it was almost like I was like two different people. Mm. So when I was at one place, you know, I'd have my suit. And then when outside of that, you know, I'm like chilling in, you know, my nudie jeans or mm-hmm. whatever, my Jordans and like going. Mm. So I think kind of having that Jekyll and Hyde and like two perspectives, um, kind of inspired my watch collecting as well. Mm. So it was like, I just had vast layers where it's like, I can be this person this time, I can do this for that time and et cetera. So the lens at which you look through when you're looking at timepieces, what is it that means the most to you? Like, how do you know, where does that feeling come from when you're like, because it happens to you a lot. It happens to me a lot. I gotta have that one. Yes. Like what? How do, How does that go through? Like, where's the rationale? Where does it go through yet? Because you you own a lot of watches. I do. At least twenty eight. <laughs> At least twenty eight. Um, well, actually, how many watches do you actually own? He's not going to give it away because then we'll know what episode he's going to be. He's going to buy more. <laughs> I may. Well, you know what? I was thinking. If you had to throw a number on it today. How many do you actually own? Give us a round figure, if you don't know the exact number. Um, I'd say probably in the upwards of about. 40 to 50 watches. That's a lot of watches. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Probably about 40. That's a lot watches. of watches. Yes. Wow. wow. <laughs> like legitimately like probably about 40 watches. So I oh, wow. I counted recently. I own 12. And I feel really guilty about it. Yes. Not because I own them all. Yes. But you don't it, wear them all. I feel the obligation to like find, you know, opportunities to wear them all. They're almost like children and it's like, damn. I'm just leaving you in this box. I got to take you outside. <laughs> yeah. Like you need to spin around the block. What am I doing with you? Yeah. How do you decide, you know, the day, you know, like I imagine like you start your day, you know, you, you, you get dressed, you know what you're going to do. And then you go to your watches. Yes. What's going on? Um, I think, you know, because of, because of my line of work, I have to be a little bit more streamlined as to what I wear because a lot of the watches that I do have are pretty wacky and mm. like, I would say like off brand. Mm. Um, so, you know, when I am working, I have to kind of like stay in a strict guideline. But outside of that, I try my best to just get reps in yeah. on every single watch that I own. Mm. Mm-hmm. So um, also, I think a, th- a thing for me, too, is I think I can own a bunch of things and appreciate them and almost shelve them and just lo- and just like love to just mm-hmm. watch them. I don't even have to use them. I, I think that's kind of yeah. like my thing. Like yeah. I like to just look at this and like, this is mine. I own this. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel think, the same way. Yeah. Awesome. I have sneakers that I'll just never wear. Mm. I love them. So I bought them, but I'll just never wear them because so, I, just, I like them too much. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like I don't, I don't want anyone to see it. I just keep it to mm. myself. It's for me. Yeah. And then like, that sounds stupid, but it's yeah. true. That's how I think about it. No, I'm the, I'm the same with my tattoos. Like, I don't have any visible ones because yeah. I like my tattoos for myself. And so they're on parts of me where, like, 
you know, yeah, only no I can see. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I actually have a question for you now then. So you, it, it seems like you wear your watches, um, like your watches have like a different, I don't know if purpose is the right word, but like, you know, you wear your watches on different occasions. Like some of them are, you know, like pieces that you admire in your um, shelf at home, or, you know, you'll, you'll take them out for a spin at work versus like just out every day. So what would you say, what, what do watches play as a role in your life? Right. Cause like, do you view them as like an accessory, a tool? Like what, what role do they play for you? Um, that's actually a really good question. I think depending on the specific piece, mm-hmm. I think, you know, it, it would fill that, that role. Yeah. Um, especially like, you know, when I, when I did purchase, um, my, my latest Rolex, the, um, the Thunderbird, it was one that like, I felt like I had reached a certain point in my life where yeah. it was like, actually, you know, I should have this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, a precious metal timepiece. Um, one that is very special. I know I use that word a lot. But when I seen it, I knew that I had to have it and I couldn't sleep. Um, and like I said, most of the purchases that I make are when I can't sleep. Mm. Um, yeah, I've been there for a lot of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the 3 a.m. curse. It's, it, so I think in that case, to answer your question, um, certain pieces do signify where I am. Um, you know, we've had a conversation off camera and like, you know, this is the most success that most of us have seen yeah. in quite some time. Like, you're like, man, yeah. like things are just rocking for yeah. me. Right. And I was like, yeah, things are great. I want this. Yeah. I deserve this. Um, and then there's times where it's like, I want something that's fun. I want something that's playful. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'll grab this electricians. Yeah. You know, because I think it's really cool. Yeah. I think it's, a, it's an all ball of the bunch. You know what? Sure. I yeah. want that. Mm. Yeah. Nice. So on the ones where you uh, where you get the watch to mark a moment of success or like a moment where you're really proud, what what has been the proudest moment for you so far? Not necessarily, it doesn't have to relate question. to watches, but just in your life, like what has been the the moment where you felt the proudest of yourself? Um, I think it would be the present that I'm in today. That's awesome. Um, for us to create Risk Check Pod. Yeah. Um, for us to have us three to have like this synergy, um, we've always had a great relationship, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but it's stronger than it's ever been. You know, these guys are guys that I will like run through a brick wall for. Um, and it's something that, that, that I love and appreciate because, you know, you don't get that. You know, we we trans we translate that in our episodes, like our transparency, our our genuineness, our friendship, like this all comes from the heart, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think this is this year has been the purest that I've ever been. It's funny that. you say that too, because we had uh there was a gentleman who hit us up on Instagram recently. I think I shared the audio yeah. with you that he sent and what he loved about the podcast was um he said it felt like he he imagined that like we were at a restaurant and he was ear hustling what we were saying from across the room mm-hmm. and I, part of it is intentional but it's all it's all natural mm-hmm. and i think you know our viewers they might not realize maybe they get the sense but that we are actually friends 
Yes. And we hang out a lot. Yes. Oh, we yeah, spend, we do. They don't, they like, they might not realize we spend a lot of time together off camera. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I see you guys at, at minimum, maybe four days a week. Yeah. yeah. You guys see each other more. Um, but that we spend a lot of time together. Yes. And so that's part of the reason why I think the podcast makes people feel so good is because we feel so good doing it because it's just the same it's the same thing. Yes. It's just yeah. hanging out yeah. when we turn the cameras on, the mics on. Yeah. And we talk about the things that we would talk about that we still talk about when we're not in front of the cameras. Yeah. Yes. Like this party continues. Oh, oh sure. yeah. You know, they don't get to see it. Maybe they will. Patreon coming soon. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> For the BTS and all the other goodies. Um, but that's what's been so I I mean I, I definitely I, I share the same sentiment. You know, this is uh this has been a very special year for me as well um, in starting and growing Rich Check Pod and to see where it's gotten us in just, I mean, seven, eight months is, yeah. is kind of insane. Yes. Um, imagine, you know, I, I imagine often where it'll go in, in a year from now. And I didn't think it would get this far. You know, I, not that I, I thought against it. I, I didn't know. I was just having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still having a good time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Um, going back to your collecting yes, and your watches, uh, Dana asked a great question in terms of, you know, your proudest moment. I'm curious out of the 50 or 40 watches that you own, what's your favorite? Pick your favorite kit. Which one's the most special? <laughs> the most special. I would have to say um, I have a Breitling coat from the 90s. Um, it was the second vintage timepiece that I had acquired, but the first that I purchased myself. Mm-hmm. So my first was a 70s Seiko, um, which was a gift. Um, and I remember when I consulted with Ben, I, I had purchased this watch maybe about three years ago. It's about three years ago because I was still with another company. Um, I remember talking to Ben. I was like, what do you think about this? And he was like, "Um, I'm not really feeling it. Um, And I was like, okay, I understand that. But I had another good friend of mine that was with me, uh, one of my colleagues. And we went to go see the watch together. And he was like, yo, you need this watch. Like, this watch is you. and I remember looking at it and I had that same feeling that I got when I seen my Thunderbird. Mm. And I was like, you know what? There was no time for me to not sleep. I purchased it right there. Mm-hmm. I remember when you got that watch. Yes. You showed it to me. Yes. You couldn't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, man, I got a Breitling. <laughs> um, it's a great piece, too. And you were usually wearing it the white strap. Yeah, we were on the white strap. Yeah, the white strap. Um, the original strap. Oh, what was the original strap? No, I think I put that white strap on for you. You put the white yeah. strap on me, on for me. But the original strap, I think it was. Oh, I remember. It was a cheap. Um, it was a cheap blue emboss. Yeah, I, I, I threw it out. I was like, what the fuck is this fake alligator? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fake lizard. That's yeah, what it was. was like, oh, this is real here. lizard. I was like, that was fake lizard. It was like embossed lizard. I literally threw it in the garbage. Yes. It was <laughs> I got him lizard. the white strap and I was like, here, put this on. He was yeah. like, 
yeah, I kind of rock with this. So I put yes. it on and I was like, give me that. It's going in garbage. Yeah. I literally threw it out in front of his face. I was like, never, you're not wearing this again. Yeah. It was in Boss, it was in boss Lizard. Mm. It was so bad. It was very tacky. Like it, was <laughs> <laughs> it was very tacky, but when I seen that watch, I just knew. And I remember my, my colleague who came with me to see it. Um, you know, I, I'll share his name, Bertram. Yeah. Shout out to Bertram. He's a really, really good friend. Um, we have good times with him. Um, he's one of those guys that's very, very positive. Mm. Yes. Yeah, very positive. Yeah. He's definitely an enabler in the best way. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and he sees the upside on everything. And like, he was like, man, like, bro, you need this. You know, like, this is a conversation piece. Like, this is something that, you know, is gonna, is gonna help you when you're like, you know, doing your thing and what I was doing at the time. And I was like, you know what? I like that idea. I get this. <laughs> and then the rest was history. And then, and then like the collecting just kind of got out of hand at that point. Mm. It was just like unfathomable. How many watches have you purchased this year? Oh, that's a good question. Um, if I have about 40 summer watches, I'd probably at least say half of my collection was brought this year. Ooh. So you bought at least 20 some, watches this year. Probably you, about 20 something you watches are this year. Wealthy man. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the funniest thing is that he works hard. Ben seen me buy. So I brought my so I brought a second, I brought my vintage Grand Seiko on the spot. I was looking at a watch and I was like, yo, what do you think about this? And he was like, Yeah, that's cool, but I get you one better. I do that every time he shows me a watch, so I'll find you a better one. He's like, I'll find you a better one. And I was like, okay, great. If you find it, I'll buy it. And I was like, okay, here. In like five seconds, I handed him my phone. I said, buy it. And he was like, <laughs> send me that link. Send me the link. I went ahead and brought it. And then I showed him the invoice. And he's like, you are impulsive. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what the conversation was. That's hilarious. Um, I can, if, if, if I get excited about something, I will pull the trigger on it. Mm. For sure. It's fair. 20 watches. Yeah, at least I brought at least 20 watches this You're year. You're a wild boy. It's only June. <laughs> yeah. I I have another watch on my hit list. You, I sent it to you guys. What watch was that? Oh okay. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you can expose it. Yeah, expose yeah you, it. you. So it might show up on his wrist. Now that 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 piece, I'm looking forward to it coming at some point. Um, I think it will be a celebratory piece. Oh, um, it's the same watch I want. Yes, just a different dial. Yes. Yeah. It's a good watch. That, I think that'll be a celebratory piece. But you going vintage. I'm going vintage. I want vintage. Sure. Yeah. At this point, I think I want to continue to collect vintage. Are you so I was gonna ask you too, like in terms of like modern versus vintage, where your where do you think your your aesthetic weighs heavier? You lean more towards vintage. I lean more towards vintage just because I think, you know, as far as new, especially like new Rolex, um, Nothing really jumps out at me, mm -hmm. um, because like for what's out, yeah. I'd probably be like, you know what, I, I I'd actually. A want lot that of people vintage. are intimidated yeah. by by vintage watches. Yeah. What what is it about the idea of vintage, just in general, like as a classification that that gets you going? I think it's something, and we kind of channel that energy. Is that I think that um, there's something about the past that intrigues me. Mm. I'm a historian. Um, I love history. I love stories. Um, I love past lives. Mm. Um, so I think for me, 
that's kind of the way I go. I like rustic. I like used. I like, you know, um, those kind of things. I like my stuff broken in. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not against like you know, um, something being being secondhand, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've I've kind of always been that way, and we've worked for so many companies where that is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really where it comes from. I feel you. I mean, that's my passion for vintage. Um, very similar place. I just I like that there are it's like it's funny i always think of like that donald rumsfeld saying like known unknowns and unknown knowns <laughs> yes. but it kind of rings true with vintage it's like you know it's been used you just don't know by who yes. right and so it, it puts you for me at least it puts me in a place where i'm you know when i do have a, a moment with my watch where i look at the time and i glance at it there's a little bit of curiosity that sparked at that particular time when I'm wondering like, where has this thing been? Or I imagine some of the people that have worn this watch. Yes. Maybe some important people, maybe some people who, you know, a a little more, you know, like me, you know, just kind of just like living their life. You know what I'm saying? But it leads you like to sort of wonder and it's like, how many lifetimes has this thing seen? And, exactly. And who's been around it? And you know, it's, it's how it's been worn. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It just kind of leads you down this rabbit hole that never ends. It's fun. Yeah. I was thinking. Um, I was thinking to actually engrave the case back of the Thunderbird and just put on the case back when I see you. Mm. And just like that's very poetic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ooh. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, I because that that was a moment. That was a moment. You know, um, we 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 talk about this all the time too. Is like the space that we in. Like this is something that like like to your point is like. I never fathomed that we would be here. Mm-hmm. Like, I've there's so many, you know, people that I've seen on like Instagram accounts, and it's like, oh, I'm actually meeting you, or places that I thought I would never be in. It's like, oh, I'm actually here. Yeah. Like, I'm partaking in this. I'm doing this, and it's it's a dream come true. The coolest thing too is that like our following isn't. It's big in terms of like if we were to fit everyone in this room, but from what you see in social media, the watch community, it's not that large yet. Yes. But the cool thing is that the people who do follow us are very engaged. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so what we've been seeing lately, which is to me, it's still crazy, is going to places like we went to Zenith. Yep. And we ran into the woman who who she worked for Zenith at Phillips. Yes, yes. And she's like, "Oh my god, I love your podcast." And it's just like, well, she actually, so she actually came up to me yeah. while you were. I think you stepped away for a bit. She came up to me and was like, "Oh my gosh, is that Perry from Rich Check Pod?" <laughs> like what? <laughs> I mean, if this, that's the, the most it's, humbling it's, thing. It's so humbling and it's such a great compliment because I mean, when we first sat on this couch, I didn't, I didn't know if anybody was gonna watch us. I was yes. like. Fuck it, let's try it. <laughs> and I was nervous as hell. I mean, I was shaking in my shoes, you know. And but people loved the first episode, and so and so that's the crazy thing too. It's like we get people come up to us now and like they'll tune in and then like, yo, 
I finished all 20 something episodes in three days. Yes. When's the next one? I'm yes. Like, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I saw that happen. I was like, how? Yeah. <laughs> Just like, like binge what? them all. It's, it is something that, like, you know, you can't summon words. It's the biggest compliment. Yeah, we the we biggest met a guy compliment. the other day who, like, pulled that on me, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah. It was like, like you know, it, it was like one of those situations in, like, it's like, hey, what's up? And he was like, I watch your show. I was like, oh. Like, <laughs> what I think is the cool thing for, for them, too, is, and I get this a lot, too, from people. There was someone I was speaking with today. Because um, oftentimes these guys or these women, they'll, they'll hit us and be like, yo, can we hang out? Can we get a beer? And, and we're like, yeah. And it's like, I think for a lot of them, and someone said this to me today. He was like, yo, he was like, you know, you might not think very much of like where you guys are at right now. But he's like, what you're doing is great. And people don't respond to you on social media when you, re- you know true, what I'm saying? Man. But like, we actually like, we talk to these people and then we we meet them and we build relationships and Sometimes they turn into friendships. Yes. Oftentimes. I mean, we've made, we made so many new friends this year. Yes. Through the podcast. What has that been like for you? Man. Because um, now you're going into spaces where people recognize your face. Yes. They know your name. Yes. They love the content that you produce. Yes. How does that feel? Um, it makes me feel like a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel like a rock star. I can go into a room and they're like, hey, you're Rashawn from Rich Chick Pod. Um, I love what you're doing. And... And actually, like, wanting to get to know you. you yeah. know? Or even someone literally saying, like, you know what? I listen to you so much that I feel like I know you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that is it's just mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, for me, it's surreal. Like I said, like, this is, this is the biggest year for me. Um, and, of course, like, I'm expressing it through watches. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're doing it through what you love. Yes. Exactly. The uh, one of the things that's funny is um, I try to share as much as I can with you guys about like all the messages that are coming in because it's getting to the point where it's a lot. Um, we get DMs all the time. Um, but what's cool is when it's like watching like a sitcom where like you know when you watch it, people attach themselves to the characters, and there were a couple of guys that that came through and expressed it was like, "Yo, I I feel you," but. I'm with Rashawn with the Tiffany OP. <laughs> not many. Whoa. Not many. Okay, that's but there were, there, were, there, were, there were a couple of them. Sometimes, that's sometimes, not real. sometimes that's not real. I sit on the couch and I'm like, man, what the heck am I saying? Because like, <laughs> I'm like, man, nobody's feeling me. I feel like there's like crickets. Like every time I'm like, Turkey's OP, he was like. Yeah, that, that was outlandish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I listen. I think my, what, but my predictions came true to everything about it. It being discontinued, sure. It being discontinued and actually being like the hottest watch of the year because it kind of was. Was it was the hottest watch on the block? It was. It was. It was. I'll give you this. It was one of the hottest watches. Yes. I don't. I'm not gonna concede it that it was the watch. hottest. Okay. But, it was one of the hottest. But, you know what the hottest watch was? Was that Tiffany Nautilus? It was. Well, but, yes, that's what was that. But still, listen, you know, we're talking about a $5,000 watch. I think the 41 at that time, right before the increase, it was 5800 Yeah. Yeah. Reselling for $40,000. Yeah. I think it got up as high as seventy five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For an OP. Crazy. Crazy. Insane. 
You were on to something. Here's your flowers. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I do, I do appreciate that. Because um, it, it's... I think it was very interesting with my connection with Rolex. It's just like, you know, because I am very um, biased when it comes to Rolex. I'm like, Rolex is great. Rolex mm -hmm. is great. I don't care. I don't think there's any hype, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I still have my mixed feelings about that upside down GMT. Mm -hmm. We always talk about it. Um, I like the colorway, but I don't like mm. the... Uh, the lefty part of it, like that should have just been on a diver, it'd have been amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, but just my connection to Rolex and that timepiece doing what it did was like impressive. Mm -hmm. And I was like, watch the year. Oh, so this, so you think I thought, no, I'm saying, no, 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 you're I, saying that about the turquoise, uh, the turquoise. Oh, yeah, I'm uh, saying, no, 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 no. you're no, about no. to say the, the Destro GMT is watch of the year. No, no, <laughs> no, no way, no way, no way, no way. It's definitely going to be one of the most sought after. I mean, it definitely, is definitely one of the most sought after. Um, ironically, I haven't really seen a lot of people say they wanted until they just were like, oh, 50k for it. Yeah, I want it now. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it always goes, though. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of people who passed up on the turquoise OP when that first dropped. Yeah. And then who came back around and bought it on secondary. I know of someone who bought it for 18000 because they, they thought. Yeah, I, I know it, someone who did. It was, it. oh, this is going to be an investment. Yeah. So they, they passed on it at 5800 and then bought it at eighteen k. And if you ask him now, he's like, genius. <laughs> Genius. So for 75. Good. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's what it is. Um, what do you think is uh what's your what's your what's one of your picks for watch of the year this year? Um if 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 it were all wrapped up, if 2022 was was done, what's what's the contender for you? I definitely uh, so I I this is I'll do a two-part. I think um brand of the year. I'm sorry, I didn't answer your question. Brand of the year, I'm going to say, is Vacheron. Why? Um, everything that they actually produced this so far has been a hit. I think it's a hit. Down I agree. They, they've had a really, really good year so the far. Two, 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 mm -hmm. The 222, the Skeleton um, you know, even like the idea of turning like the Blue Dow into boutique exclusive, something that was kind of like last year, kind of mm -hmm. transitioning into this year, um, I think is really cool. Um, but I would have to say, as far as like like timepiece, like watch of the year, I love what AP did with the 50th anniversary, like the Royal Oak, like just the entire um, like line mm -hmm. in general is just like gone crazy. Um, I think it's brought like a new breath of fresh air into the brand mm -hmm. um, because now it's kind of brought in influencers or like a younger demographic. Um, it's kind of changed the perspective of a lot of people that were, you know, focused on like one thing. Mm -hmm. um, and even like with AP doing, you know, just boutique only and like you just having to go through their channels, mm -hmm. um, making it, I don't want to say less accessible, but making it more of like a club and, and a true community. Yeah. I think it's uh, it was a smart move. It was a play. Mm -hmm. You know, opening the AP house was a play. Yeah. Um, so it's like 50th anniversary, AP house, or boutique only, 50th anniversary, AP house, big play. Yeah. 
I would have to say timepiece of the year, mm. AP 50th anniversary. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, it does feel like VC is making a comeback. I mean, they are a well-respected house in mm -hmm. virology, but my measurement too, when I'm, when I'm always looking like for brands, especially at brands watch of the year is like, what's all the other pieces they're selling now? Yes. Right. So it's like when you have people like, okay, you can't get the overseas, then you can't get the two, two, two. What are you getting? And you're starting to see a lot more variety in terms of people who are collecting or buying VCs yes. and what they're wearing, yes. which to me is a mark of like, sort of like a brand resurgence. Yeah. The AP thing is interesting. Um, the 50th anniversary was fire. Yes. In my opinion. I, th I think it was dope. I think they're having a great year too. Um, I feel like it's funny because AP is, is in a situation where it's like, Everyone only knows them for two watches. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Really just one. But if you get an offshore, it's like, cool. Yeah. Right? People I don't recognize think that's it. A thing anymore. Yeah, recognize it. People be like, oh, it. But that. everyone wants a Royal Oak. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is what it is. Yes. And because of that, for a long time, I feel like everyone's kind of looked at them as like, it's just hype. Right, it's a hype watch company, hype yes. watch pieces. Yes. And then the 50th anniversary watch, and it was just like sort of like them restaking their claim, like, no, we're like, we're we're real deal. Like yeah. we do this. Yeah. Like we make incredible timepieces. Um, you know, we're serious about horology. Yeah. And especially with those like thin turbion pieces. Like, yes. Ridiculous. Fire. Yeah. Yes. I would have to say, you know what? And maybe I could be wrong. I think AP, I think what AP has done. And I could be wrong. I think that they've always, I think AP is a brand that's always been down for hype. Mm -hmm. I think they wanted to promote themselves as hype watches. Um, as long as I've known an AP, like the AP has always been the grail. And it's always like so recognizable. The bracelet just like pops and you just know what it is from afar. Um, they kind of were like at least one of like the top brands to kind of highlight brand ambassadors. Like they gave out, you know, the Black Panther AP, mm -hmm. 250 pieces. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll give you this. Wear it. That's hype. That's building hype. Sure. Um, I think, you know, kind of like diving into Rolex, why I don't believe Rolex is hype is because, um, you know, all the work that Hans Wilsdorf has put in since the inception, you're talking about from even 1904, you know, to them kind of like creating their own timepieces to 1926. Like these guys now yeah, in 22, think, 2022 has, yeah. it's paid its dividends. Well, I think from, from the perspective of like the company, like Rolex inside looking out. Yes. It's not hype. No. Right. They don't play a lot of games. No. They play their own game. Mm -hmm. The hype for me in terms of Rolex has been created by the secondary market. That's where all of it of it lies. Yes. And listen, they can they can rest on their laurels like they've earned the right to bear a crown mm -hmm. on their dials. Um, they they make really great watches. Yes. Um, but it's 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 hype. But I just don't think I don't think it's on the part of of them. Like yes. Rolex doesn't react to the market. Yes. Right, they're not like we got to put our watch on this person. We got to 
have this person. In most cases, a lot of the people that they bring on as ambassadors, you have no idea who They're these people no, are. You don't know who yeah. the heck they are. You have no clue. To Ben's point, and Ben brought this up when we did have this conversation before, um, and I'll give him his flowers on this because what Ben said was the reason why Rolex is so hype because it is the only brand that is accessible. Yeah, so they they're, produce they're, they're so, many watches. so many watches. They so much and they're also relatively inexpensive. Yes. Compared to everything else. Exactly. So like, you know, when it's you're It's a piece of the pie that everyone can have. Can have. Yeah. Up so until recently because the secondary market has become more difficult to get a, a piece of that pie. Yes. Because everyone wants a piece of that pie now. Yes. Right? Like you can't, a lot of people are not, you know, you're not going to, a lot of people not going to be able to get an AP. Yes. Or Vacheron. Yes. Most people will never have a Patek. Yes. But, you know, a friend of mine hit me the other day and he's like, yo, he's a, he's, he's an artist. He's a painter. Very successful now. Moved out to LA. And he's like, yo, I want to get myself a Rolex. Like he's accomplished something. He's hit a milestone in his career. He's selling work. His name is, is ringing bells. He just came off of a really successful show. He's like, I want to get a Rolex. Where do they start at? And I was like, you can get, you can get OP 36 for just under $6,000. Yes. He's like, perfect. You know, doesn't really care which one. He's just like, I need to, I need to 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 place a mark on on, on this yeah. moment, and it's successful to him. It's like, yo, you you know, a lot of people are still very fortunate if you can spend that kind of money but watch, but you can figure out how to get five thousand dollars. You can save it to get five k and buy a Rolex. Yeah. Yes, the hard part is getting one allocated to you. Yeah. <laughs> the hard part is actually which we'll talk money. about in our Patreon. Yes. <laughs> so should, tune I in. Never brought this <laughs> the tea has been spilled. The tea is tea will be spilled. The you tea have to will pay be for spilled. that, everybody. Yeah. Oh man. Um, but you know, to your point, like AP was a brand that I was not interested in until this year. Mm-hmm. I saw them as a hype brand. I didn't. I wasn't really educated on the history. I didn't care to be. Yes. And. What started it for me, and I think what started it for a lot of people where the interest started building, I want to say probably was uh, Gerard Genta. His name started to get brought up a lot. Yes. Late last year and early this year in terms of people starting to care about who, who, who was designing some of these iconic pieces. Yes. And then when you look at his history and see what he was responsible for, it's very impressive. It sheds new light on the brand, but also makes you look at the piece a little differently, um, but also makes you look at the piece. Yeah. And so, you know, I was, I knew what a Royal Oak looked like, but I never really looked at it. Mm-hmm. And then seeing one in person and taking my time with it, I got it. Yes. Yeah. I was like, man, I get it. You know, it's not this piece that's just hyped about, when you look at it, it's a piece that you would think, might not have a whole lot of hype mm-hmm. in terms of where design is going today, what people like to wear. It is so stuck in the past mm-hmm. in terms of its aesthetic. It really is where you, you can appreciate a vintage Royal Oak in the same way that you could appreciate a modern one. Yes. It hasn't really changed much. And it's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. The way it plays with light, the finishing, a lot of the dial works. Yes. And it, it's 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 interesting. It's an interesting piece. It's so masculine. Yes. But at the same time, straddles this line on like feminine and masculine yes. like design principles. It's just really really great. It does it in a way that the Nautilus doesn't. 
Okay. For I me, see, at least. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. I you think know. that's all in the bracelet. It is. Yeah. The key yes. is the bracelet. The key, the key is the bracelet. The, bracelet. Yes. the key is the bracelet. Because that's so that's the first thing that came to mind. Because I was thinking, and I'm thinking like ladies aquanaut, and then I go, it's on rubber, but uh, there's no bracelet. I mean, you could think Nautilus, but you know, AP. You're there's, right. an aqu- <laughs> there's an aquanaut on the bracelet. Just no one wants it. Yes. The bracelet is not good. Yeah. Terrible. Actually, I, I saw that on their one, site, and I was I like, know what someone the hell is who this? bought. Uh, 5167 on the bracelet and immediately said, can I buy a strap? Yeah. yeah. Like, they bought it just to have the watch and we're like, I'm never using this bracelet. Yeah, no, the bracelet's yeah. not good. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. The bracelet's it's legitimately terrible. Mm-hmm. I will, however, say, it's the, that bracelet actually has a deployment on it mm-hmm. like the rubber does on the Aquanaut. Why is that not on the Nautilus yet? Yeah. That's a bracelet that's stuck in the past. It is. The, the, uh, the clasp on the on the Nautilus it's is janky. very cumbersome. It's cheap as <laughs> yeah, it I so also fun. don't like it. And I always feel like I'm gonna break it. Watch is thirty grand. It feels like shit. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. I don't get it. It's kind of wild. It's yeah, interesting. It's silly. Yeah. The fifty seven forty has a a deployment. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's that butterfly clasp like the Aquanaut. Mm. They need to put that on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Respect. Um. I got some more questions for you. I don't know if you guys have any questions for this man. You know him well. I'm, I'm waiting for the right time. Okay. The right right time? Cooking. He's cooking. <laughs> um, Please, run him by what me. What has been your favorite episode this year? So Ooh. just, and to set the, you know, this is the seventh episode of this season. This is the last episode. Yes. For those watching or listening. Um, our, our, our routine is we do seven weeks and then we take two weeks off. Yes. Um... So let's let's frame it this way. This season, this season, what's been your what's been the highlight of the season for you? Highlight of the season, I definitely would have to I would have to say last episode. I knew it. Manny's episode was amazing. Um, what he gave to the show mm-hmm. was himself. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. He laid it all on the line. He told his truth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the beginning, you know, he, he, before he started, before we, you know, before we hit action, like he was like, man, I'm like shook. I don't know, you know, (laughs) what's going to come. And I was, and you know, we spoke, come on, man, don't worry about it. Like, it'll be all right. Just, you know, come as you are. And, you know, by the end of the episode, he was like literally thanking us, like, thank you. Like, this could not have been any better. It was really fun. We get that a lot, too, with a lot of our guests. They come on, they're, they're really, really nervous. Yes. And I tell them all the same thing because that happened for us by the second episode. You forget the cameras are there. You forget yeah. the cameras are there. I would have to say, if I could rate my episodes... Okay, go ahead. Okay. I didn't ask this, by the way. But, <laughs> but that, I, I, you know, I always so, call an audible. Sure, yeah, yeah. Come on, Kanye. Um, <laughs> um, it's hard because I love them all, um, but I'll kind of go down the line and then I'll and then and then I'll kind of like explain. Um, I'd probably have to say fighting between number one would be Brodinky and Manny. Um, I'd have to say second would probably be like um Nacha and um Rafa. and Rafa. Then I'd have to go Dana. 
Rashawn, you're making me blush. Um, I'd, I'd probably go top five. Let's see. Um, Dana. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just like, <laughs> I'd have to go Dana. Then I'd have to go um, Sotheby's and Kelly. Okay. Um, starting from the top, like I said, as far as just like um, Manny came as he is and it was amazing. I don't think, I don't, me personally, like, because of course, like I spoke to him off camera and I had to learn who he was as a person. I don't think I dived into anyone personally as much as Manny. And it showed, it was a really yeah. great episode yeah. for that reason. I, like, I really kind of like dug into him mm -hmm. and he made it very easy because he gave me so much. Yeah. Um, so that I definitely would have to say Manny in that sense because he gave his truth. I'd have to say he's fighting between Manny's fighting between Brodinky because I felt like when we had Brodinky, it was it was like another brother on the couch. Yeah, like it he, was a lot of fun. It was yeah. a lot of fun. He was like he was he was ready for it. You know, my favorite episode this season is tell me what the one we did was just us. That was good. Because you were saying some off the wall stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, this season, that's also my favorite. We were episode. talking about minute repeating. He's like, shout out to Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, like, shout out to Stevie. Yeah, he can hear the time. He's blind. <laughs> At least he can hear the time. He can yeah. hear the time. Sure. I wonder if he wears. No, he doesn't wear a minute repeat. He wears a watch that he can feel that tells the time. Mm. We'll have to highlight that. We'll throw it up. But the, there is because I actually looked it up. There is a watch that he wears, and maybe he owns a minute repeater too. But there's a watch that they make for the blind, where you can feel the time. How baller on would the be dial? Like Stevie Wonder owns a minute repeater. That would be great. That'd be fire for sure. It'd be great if it like it chimes his own. It chimed one of his yeah. tunes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. Um, uh, second being um uh Nacha and, and um and Rafa. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Um I love your iconic So you didn't watch the show. <laughs> I love that. Like I can repeat that all the time. Like that's one of my memes. Like Perry has a meme. So like, <laughs> eh, like when opening opening when we're like promoting is like, have you caught up to risk check? Oh, you didn't watch the yeah. show. <laughs> um, we had a lot of we had a lot of fun. I I actually had fun um doing the um the blind date. You were busting out poetry over there. Yeah, you were. <laughs> it was really so. Where fun. did this start? This whole like you coming up with the games. What was the inspiration behind this? Because this is something that you came up with with on your own, and then you, you pitched it to me one day. You were like, "Yo, I want to do this," and I was like, "Let's do it. Go for it." Um, but where did that come from? I think the games kind of came from, you know. Um, shout out to Mary. Mm -hmm. shout, out, shout out to my girlfriend Mary. Um, she was like, "I love the show, but like we like you know, th it, there's more. There's something there. Like." let's bring some edge. Like you got to bring some edge to the show. Mm. And I was like, I felt like, and still even listening to like, you know, everybody saying like, yo, this is going to be something like, you know, it's, it's, it's very entertaining. I was like, well, how do we take it to the next level and think bigger? And I was like, what if risk check became a game show? <laughs> <laughs> a watch trivia. Um, and I was like, I felt like Steve Harvey. I was like, yo, funny. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we just going to do it. Um, sure. 
And then, you know, the, the first game we did was a success, and I mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah. Um, I think that was with Beth, right? Was that the first game? No, the first game was with... Um, first game was... I think first game might have been with... It wasn't with Nacha and... Mm. No, no. no they Beth was, was before yeah. Nacha yeah. and Rafa. Because uh, the a, Beth we did, like, what was it? Like, keep, flip, skip. Yeah, yeah keep, no, we d- we did a game with Ricardo. Ricardo, was Ricardo was the very first game. Uh, Ricardo, okay. It was the yes. same. It was that uh, keep that skip flip, yeah. and keep, skip, then we flip. did it with Beth. Yes. yes. And then and I then did. We broke out another game. And for then Rafa we did blonde date. Yes. And then that was my favorite one so far. That was a good way. one. That was really that good. Was really good. <laughs> yes. I was uh, shocked. Loving watches. Yeah. <laughs> that one was fun. Um, I said three was Dana. Um. Dana's episode was very special because she she came as she was. She told her truth. Mm-hmm. And it was when we just decided to do guests. And she was the second guest that we had ever had on the show. Um, yeah, because I we was... had Nick and then we had her. No, Kelly yeah. went on was before me. Yeah. Oh, VJ, VJ was the first. But yeah. VJ, I, I mean. Dana was number three. Dana was number three. three VJ was our very first guest. Yeah, VJ was Nick. episode seven. Yes. Season one. Yeah. For season one. And then we had Nick. Um, we did Nick season two, and he was the first guest. He was like he was like the season two. I think I don't know if he was the first. He might have been like third, but he was the first one where we did. Where we talked about like his collection. Yes, yes. Um, DJ came on and we talked about Oris a lot, and then we talked about some other things. Yes, um, Kelly, I enjoyed a lot. Kelly, I enjoyed a lot because she she just brought it raw. She was <laughs> so that's what I was gonna get at. Um, she she really told her truth and she kept it 100 she did. all the way through and you know shout out to her because you know her coming on the show stamped you know um us as press sure um because of course there are some guys that you know guys and girls that wonder you know where did these guys come from to just talk about watches mm-hmm. for the people that know us per- like personally they know we have like you know a valid reason to speak about these timepieces. Sure, absolutely. Um, for people, and that- I think when you listen, like it, like someone I was talking to the other day, like it comes through. Like people ask us, like, "What do you guys do?" And then like I'll talk to them, and they're like, oh, "Makes sense." Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, for for everyone that does know us, they kind of get it, um, and for others that are just like kind of you know, learning or listening to us, of course, like, we do bring in history, we do bring in, Mm -hmm. you know, some good and valid points. And so, you know, I think that makes sense. But she kind of put us on the map and like stamped it as like, yeah, yeah, wrist check pot. A lot of people were surprised to see her on here. Yes. People were shocked. Yes. And um, we had sent her a breakdown of the episode prior. I think Ben sent it to her. Mm -hmm. And... From this, what I got from her was when that's when she knew she was like, yeah, this is the right thing to do. Yes, because she had done interviews before, and, and she, you know, she had expressed she was like, I never really feel like I got to be myself. Yes, it was all kind of you know, and she, I think, for the show, set a precedent in how we interview people. Mm-hmm. I think Kelly was her episode was the point where it was like, okay, when we have people sit down with us. And I think just for the podcast in general, it, when we had her, I realized it's like this show is about the people who own the watches. Yes. Like we talk watches, but it's not so much about the watches. 
It's about the people who own them. Yes. And that's what separates us from, I think, anything else you'll, you'll listen to or see in the same you know, realm. Yes. Is that we, we focus on people. Yes. And I think that's what makes Rich, Rich Check Pod special. I should get the, the name right from my own show, right? <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking forward to this year? Um, for the podcast, um, man, to, to take this to, to new and, and greater heights, um, I think we bring something to, um, the market or, you know, the, the world of podcasting. I think we bring something different that, you know, people are now starting to feel, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not so stiff, you know, you don't have to to be all technical and you don't have to like, you know, kind of have like this stoosh and, 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 you know, kind of be like, Hey, I'm a part of this, like watch hierarchy. Um, you know, we disarm our watches and, and I think like, you know, the right person is, well, the right people are listening to us and supporting mm-hmm. us. And, you know, I really expect for us to reach the masses. Yeah. Um, you know, I would love network. <laughs> so if you're listening. listening. Yes. <laughs> there you go. If you're listening. If you're listening, you come get a piece of this. Yes. <laughs> Stop playing. We are shopping. <laughs> get, get here early, please. Please. I would love to have that conversation. Um, you know, broadening and expanding our reach. Um, I would love to figure out how we can go international. We'll get there. Yeah. We got some plans That'll we're happen. working on. Uh, ben does speak another language. Maybe we get some uh, do? Espanol. Yeah. Oh, okay, Espanol, <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know, you know. Uh, I I really am looking forward to the expansion of Risk Check Pot, and it's gonna happen uh, sooner than we know it. I mean, I think so. It's already happening quite fast. The feedback that we get all the time is always pleasantly surprising. I mean, I'm still shocked and amazed. Yes. Every day someone comes up to me and they're like, I enjoy your show. I'm like, it's, it's, it's amazing. Thank yeah, you, guys. Thank seriously. you. Seriously. Um, it's humbling. And, you know, to those folks out there, keep on keeping on. Like, please come up to us like we are approachable. Yes. Um, I mean, I love it when people muster up the courage to, like, send, send a DM or just come up to us at an event, start speaking. And then we get to show them. They're like, yo, we're, we're real people. Like, we're not... We're not on some high horse. Like, yo, we only have a thousand followers. On Instagram. <laughs> like, relax. It's cool. Like, yeah. we're not. <laughs> we're cool. We're cool. We're cool. But there's so many other people that we do know, too, in the watch world who they do have 20, 30, 50,000 followers. And just as cool. Yes. Yeah. Like, level-headed, go out to dinner with you, talk watches, nerd out over everything. Yes. Highbrow, lowbrow. Like, they love it all. Yes. You know, and it's been it's been an amazing experience. I can't wait to see uh you know what's next uh tomorrow we've got a big day we're gonna be hanging out with oris yes um so stay tuned for that um but this is not the end what do you guys got to say man you guys you guys we got a special guest here we got we have a very 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 special guest we yes. do i know y'all got some questions for this man i just want to know what the obsession is with the fucking turquoise yeah. <laughs> oh we revisiting it again yes um my obsession um I don't really think I have an obsession. I think I've foreseen something. Mm. Um, I, for some reason, I believe that color 
to be special before even kind of any correlation of Tiffany. Um, but then when people called it the Tiffany Blue and we started, and like, then the masses started to like nickname watches because now that's like a thing. That is a thing. You know, you have the Sprite, you have the Green Lantern, you have this, you have that. Shout out to Beth. Um, whatever you want to call these watches, like now it's a thing. Um, and it's so funny, I think with watches, I feel like getting into it now, we're at the height of it. You know, like to 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 kind of join the community and be like, this is the best time to be in watches. It is, yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. It is exciting. You know, because we do get to see these things and like, you know, kind of have like these war stories where it's like, oh, I remember when this was that. Yeah. You know, I was I was here, you know. It's like having the the stories when you're like, oh yeah, like you know, I was at Woodstock or whatever, or yeah, like no, you know, I was in the crowd it. when DMX was like rocking the, yeah, it was like shaking yeah. the earth, like yeah. to be able to be a part of that where like a turquoise OP could come out and shake the watch industry. I think is is something that like I'll be able to tell. It's gonna be crazy. I can't wait till like I mean I can wait, but you know, twenty years from now when. We run into that watch. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God. It's like, remember this fucking thing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that like drove us all crazy. Yeah. It's yes. wild. When you, when you start your day, and I feel like this is something that gets mentioned amongst us, but it's never really something that we come to a definitive answer on. How do you pick what you're going to wear? Especially when you have 40 watches. Do you think of it as something to go with the outfit? Do you go on the feeling? How do you do it? Um... Wow. Uh, I think I think it depends. It does go on a feeling. Sometimes I, I literally do go to my watch box and like I reach and I'll pull something off the pillow and then I'll be like, and I'll put it back on the pillow and then I'll be like, oh, I'll pick this one up, take it off the pillow or whatever. Or like I'll, I'll literally lay watches out and be like, you know what? I'm going to kill it with this. Yeah. <laughs> or it ain't time for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It's like the first day of school. You're like, man, wait till they see this. <laughs> it's one yeah. of those. It's one of those feelings. Um, but like, like I was saying earlier, you know, because of what we do, I have to streamline what I wear during the day. Mm. So like, whenever I um, I have those opportunities, I can wear whatever, um, you know. I want to do it. Even like, let's say, for example, on the show. You know what watch I would love to wear every single episode? The electrician. No. <laughs> I was trolling with that You one. were definitely trolling with that one. I would love to wear my Oris Momotaro every single day. That's a really day. good one. You got an Asia strap. That's why. I got an Asia strap. Yeah. But I, I, like, I just want to wear that watch every single day. You should definitely wear it tomorrow. I mean, you and I know, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm excited that I'm going to be able to give it wrist time tomorrow mm -hmm. yeah. um i let mary wear it for now because like it's very special to me it's like this need this watch needs love yeah. yeah so i'll give it to mary mary wears it um that's a, it's a, that's a good one yes i remember oh, yeah. when um when uh, we had vj here and he brought these pieces for us and we each got to you know we took a piece um Jordan hit me up after he, because Jordan watches the show. Jordan, shout out to Jordan Shua. It's my guy. And um, he saw what I got. He saw Ben got, but he saw what you got. He was like, that's the one. 
<laughs> that Momotaro? There's, there's a story Fire. to that Momotaro. Yes. That's between, the one. Between me and Rashawn. Yes, we do have a... It's a good one, though. Okay. Yeah, yes. Diver 65 is, is fire. It's one of the best pieces. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I. it definitely, you know... It it's was, one that I wish... I, I want to see more yes. of that. Okay. Well, they did that limited edition one they did with Chrono Magazine. Yeah. Yes. Um, there was actually a gentleman uh, who reached out to us. And we talked about this before in the pod. He reached out to us via DM. He was in between that piece, the Chrono limited edition Diver 65. Mm. on bracelet, uh, which also comes with the strap. He was deciding between that and a Seamaster 300. And he was like, which one do I get? And I'm like, bro. Norris. Norris. <laughs> like, it costs, it's, 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 it's... A third the price. It's a third, well, I think that one was a little more elevated, but it was still less than... The Seamaster, but also it's like, bro, the Seamaster is not going anywhere. Yeah. Yes. You can come yeah. back around and get that anytime. Yeah. Get the Auras. Yes. And he 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 joins in on our wrist checks and occasionally we'll send a, a flick of him wearing the watch. He's loving it. Yes. He's loving it. For sure. It's a firepiece. If if it's if it's a watch that I could wear every single day, it would be the Auras mm-hmm. Montara. For sure. Mm. Specifically with Rolex, why? What's the attachment to vintage over something modern? Um, I really just think it's the the aspect of history. Mm. I think history is something that you know um, intrigues me. Um, it's something that, like, I just I just always want to know. Like you've said, it's like. Where has this been? Like, mm-hmm. where has this watch come from? Like, where was it acquired? Like, who had it? What 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 was their experience when they owned it? Because I know what it's like for me when I put it on and how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what it did for the first person that was able to open the box and, you know, and acquire it, you know, to be able to feel confident in owning this. There's yeah. also, I think, something to be said for vintage watches in the sense that like it's almost like that Patek ad where they're like you, you don't own a Patek, own you, a Patek yeah. you hold on to it for the next generation right yeah. so to be able to buy a vintage watch says a lot because someone cared for it yes yeah. and and you know kept it in a good enough tradition uh, condition to be resold yes yeah. to someone else where they can wear it and still feels like like new yes yeah. you know so I think this that's kind of part of the mystique too right where it's like here's this thing that's older than me yes that i get to enjoy yes and you're almost thankful for the person that preceded you yeah i think part of the reason why and we've spoken about this before why with rolex the vent we there's an attachment to the vintage rolex is because they're built to be that way yes they're built to last forever they are and they they make you feel that where other vintage watches might be prettier they might be nicer or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. but they don't make you feel like you could do anything with it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And also, I mean, with the vintage Rolexes, like these were made to be tool washes mm-hmm. to begin yeah. with, right? So yeah. like that's what they were used for. So you're getting a vintage Rolex that was used for its intended purpose. Like, you know, some pilot probably wore the GMT. Someone went diving with their sub and that adds so much character mm-hmm. to it, right? Mm-hmm. Versus I feel like with the modern ones, we, we haven't had that time yeah, they're, with they're it trophies. yet, you know? Yes. Yeah. They are, they the are modern trophies. ones are trophies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But it's still funny too, like this brand Rolex, right? That becomes 
you know, world renowned for making tool watches, mm -hmm. robust pieces that you can like beat up and that work. And then like over time, like makes it luxury. It says like, you know what? Gold dive watch. Yeah. That's bold. Very bold. Yeah, that's yeah. the most unnecessary thing ever. That's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Why do you need a gold dive watch? <laughs> that's why it should exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm going to shine. I'm, I'm going to stun on all the fishes. But there's something <laughs> to see. There's something about like a vintage Submariner that just like. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Vintage Submariner. No date. Two line from it's, the I 90s. Saw, I saw the most Love perfect Tudor sub today. Yeah. yeah, the Tudor subs bang. Yeah. Blue, like mm -hmm. really rich blue dial, mm -hmm. snowflake hands, and the bezel was basically like white. It would disappear, and it was so good. Yeah, mm. it was the best one I've seen ever. Yes, and to speak on that Rolex case, Rolex bracelet. Rolex yeah, crown. exactly. I mean, yes. those vintage Rolex yeah. cases are awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I had a question I was about to ask you. In terms of vintage, what is your grail? What's your Grail Vintage watch? That's not a question we've asked before on the show. Grail Vintage um, has to be um, Onyx Dial Date. Oh, that's one of my favorites too. Onyx Dial Date. <laughs> Onyx Dial Date. There's a new one. There's a new one. New one's new fire. One. New one is yeah. good. Onyx Dial Date. But I'm going. I'm. I'm going. I don't want any. I don't want any batons. I don't want any Arabic. I, I don't even want to be able to tell the <laughs> no, time. I mean, if, it, if it's onyx, it's just what, that. It's oh, just that. you want the the Aziz and Sorry? Yes. Is that the one? Yes. It's good. Just like, just stone. Sure. <laughs> it, what's cool about that watch too? It reminds me of like. It reminds me of like Movado. Oh yes, yes. Movado is just like yeah. blank. Just a black mm -hmm. dial. It's just a there. black dial, and it just has that little like. It's something about well. that yeah. like aesthetic that's just very like yeah, old school, old gentleman, very clean. Yeah. Yes, it just. I mean, like it's a it's a timepiece. Like I'm also one because I own so many watches that I at a certain point like I really don't care if my watches are on time. I mean, I actually keep them on time just because I almost like like it's like I have to, but like. I'm, I, it's like, I always look to my phone. I always look mm. to my phone. Maybe it's one time I will glance, sure. But most of the time it's just like, my, my, my watch is my, my accessory. Mm. That's interesting. It, it, it pairs with me. I kind of like channeled like, you know, Warhol, you mm. know? <laughs> and his connection with, with yeah. the Cartier Tangles. It's like, yeah. you know, why do I need to set my watch? It's a Cartier. You didn't make a statement. Steve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Silence. <just laughs> yes. Yeah. Respect. Well, this was fun, sir. Yes. Thank you. I feel like we got to, to learn a little bit more about the methods to your madness. Yeah. It's very <laughs> mad up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for those watching, listen, Rashawn didn't know we were going to interview him today. This was Call a me surprise. by surprise. Yes. Um, funny story. So on the way to the studio, because this is in Perry's basement. <laughs> this is in his lair um i was we, we were walking and i was like man what is this episode about like i don't even i don't even know we we're walking to the studio me and benny's like um this is gonna be we have a we have a very special guest mm -hmm. <laughs> i was like what are you talking about he's like we have a very very special guest and you know you know them quite well and i was like john john 
<laughs> I'm excited. I'm like, man, season finale. We're gonna have John John, the infamous like wrist and coat. We're gonna have him. And then um he was like, no. And I was like, wait. And then I seen Dana. I was like, okay, great. So we're gonna do something with Dana and maybe like Dana hang out. I was like, okay, great. We got to the studio and we hung out and we just like shoot the breeze. And I was like, all right, nobody's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's nobody here but us. Yeah. And then uh, you guys were like, we're going to interview you. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I would have brought a few watches. I actually probably would have brought my watch box. That would have been too many watches. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah. five watch boxes. Whole episode would have been B-roll. Whole <laughs> <laughs> episode is B-roll. I love that. It, yeah. it probably would have been. Yeah. Yes. No, this is great, man. And uh, so this started with a, a, a follower of ours, a supporter on Instagram. And I think I made a suggestion to Ben yeah. that we should interview one another just for people to get a, a better sense of who we are. So we figured uh, this would be a great way to close out the season. And next season, we'll, we could close out with him and myself. We'll figure it out. You guys can. We'll do a coin out. toss. Yeah, we'll do a coin toss. That, we should do an Instagram uh, poll. poll. Yeah, a poll. There you go. Let's do a poll after this episode airs. Sure. Yeah. Done. Okay. Done. Done deal. Mm -hmm. I'm down with it. Yeah. Respect. I like that. Um, so that wraps the very, very special episode with Rashawn Smith oh. <laughs> and we love dearly thank yeah. you I love you guys thank you um it's been an amazing year can't wait to see what the rest of 2022 has in store yes um you all know where to find us on social media we're at risk check pod on Instagram uh same on TikTok for the chilling um we're on Spotify audio and visual yep if you want a premium television experience of risk check pod I encourage you to watch us on Spotify. Uh, if you watch on YouTube, which we're, we're also on YouTube, make sure you, you switch over to 1080p so you can see those nice crisp yeah, B-roll footage I was of, of the watches. Earlier. <laughs> I, mean, I, I couldn't believe it. And uh, we're, all, we're also, uh, you can also listen on Spotify and you can listen on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So yes. there are a number of ways to stream us. Uh, people keep hitting us up and asking how they can support. One of the best ways right now to support is comment, like, share, and subscribe. Yes. Um, leave us reviews on all of those streaming platforms. Hit five stars on Spotify. Hit those, smash those like buttons on YouTube. It helps. Share, post to your Facebook page or Instagram. If you see us post on our stories or on our feed, share it. Um, you know, spreading the word is, is, is how we're getting out there. Instagram suppresses all of our posts because uh, they see us as a network. So we count on you to help spread the word and, yes. and, and get us out there. So any way you can, you can help do that is appreciated. Yes. And uh, we'll see you in three weeks. Deuces. Peace. Peace.